Hello everyone and welcome to 2020 Recap uh, on the Economics of Everything podcast with yours truly, Alexandre Vieira and Alejandro Esquivel. Yep, here on the Econ of Everything, we believe that economics in its purest form is a study of how people make decisions. Thus, our goal is to make our audience informed decision makers in all parts of their life. We will do this by breaking down topics we look at with data, research, and practicing theories. We will also be looking at topics critically and agnostically, which discourages empirics to employ an economic lens. The goal of our team is really to just break down the complex nature of economics to help you employ a critical thinking strategy and holistic approach onto topics to help you become a better decision maker. So today, we're really just going to be going over our 2020, some of the things that we liked about it, some of our goals for 2021, and some big overreaching questions that might help push us push this conversation into the future. Definitely. Uh, so first question, uh, what do you think we did well uh, in 2020? Um, maybe a favorite episode that you had of, of sorts or um, something that re you really enjoyed uh, that the economics of everything ventured out into. Well, one thing I really enjoyed personally was getting started. Well, my The first episode that we had was one of my favorites. It, it really let us, you know, just dig into what we were interested in. I talked about the population crisis that we were going through in a lot of different countries around the world. You talked about corporate bonds and how that is a scary thing into the future. And the first episode and just the whole starting process, you know, getting the team together, working through like the different roles and recording the first episode was definitely one of my favorite parts. Definitely. What was your favorite? Yeah, well, getting started is definitely a, uh, a great starting point. And, you know, we faced a couple of obstacles and we're able to work through those and I think helped um, make the economics of everything a, a stronger and, and better podcast. Um, now, we, after <clears throat> working through those obstacles and working through, uh, you know, some of those kinks that we had to get through, um, we were able to get a regiment down and record some pretty awesome, pretty awesome podcasts. Uh, my favorite part was being able to interview uh, some people that I never thought in a million years I, I thought I'd be able to interview. Um, people who had prior Wall Street investment experience, um, such as Chris White and Ilya Schwartzman, um, who operate both in uh, kind of the fixed income markets uh, with different investment product lines, um, as well as Paul Bartolotta, a uh, hometown hero of, of Milwaukee of sorts. Um, who runs a, a restaurant chain here in, in the state of Wisconsin, all across uh, southeastern Wisconsin. So I think that was, that was definitely my favorite part, is being under the, you know, the name of the economics of everything, we were able to leverage um, that, that name and that, that repertoire um, to, to hold, hold those interviews and actually have them on the podcast talking about the different industries, their product lines, and so on and so forth. <coughs> now... 2021 is now upon us. Uh, 2020 has passed us. Uh, what's one thing that you're looking forward to for the economics of everything in, in 2021? One thing that I'm looking forward to, it's a little bit of a, of a, of a college dream, is to really make a society in 
the economics of everything grew. Uh, I really want my uh, the people that are listening to really become involved in the economics of everything. You know, I have some pretty big plans. I got some yelling dollars coming out, some some bonds. I got some you know yelling bonds that I might be might be introduced into the future. I know I really haven't discussed this with you too much, but you know, as the society grows, it's just something that's been burning in the back of my head. Really cool to get you guys all involved into a lot of the different projects that we're gonna be working on in the future. Definitely. Um, my, what I'm looking forward to in 2021 is uh, definitely, you know, exploring more outlets uh, for, for our audience to get involved, um, <clears throat> forming more of a regiment uh, for a recording schedule, our interviewers that we'll be interviewing on the podcast, um, as well as you know, just kind of getting our, our feet kind of set that that we can start to grow and start to leverage our our brand, our our name into things like yelling dollars and yelling bonds, um, blog posts, uh, you know, website, um, and even you know a little bit more of this uh, audio visual presentation that we're starting off with this twenty twenty recap. But if uh, our audience likes it, that we'll maybe do a little bit more of. Um, so getting our getting ourselves out there more on um, a little bit more diff- different platforms and, and diversifying ourselves and our intellectual uh, in- information and content that, that we bring uh, to the table. Now, Alejandro, moving into 2020, 21. You know, that's going to be happening a couple times in some of my contracts I write. Definitely. Is um, what kind of recovery do you see us going through in the 2020-2021 transition? Well, in 2020, we were definitely seeing somewhat of a V-shaped recovery <clears throat> for you know some people, and, and that's definitely true. But I think that a couple of the economists have alluded to this, that there may be more of a K-shaped recovery in, in, the, in the longer times. So that's a certain uh, population of people actually come out better than they were before of this recovery and, and uh, maybe you know even playing field where they were. Um, but some people actually come out worse. Um, you know there, there's a ton of occupations, jobs that uh, might be worse off starting uh, in, in 2021 um, than they were you know in, in 2020. Now, there's not a not a whole lot that you can um, do for you know some of the, these people, but I think that would be interesting to discuss in one of our later podcasts uh, some of the possibilities of displaced laborers uh, who are looking to enter the job force, but because of conditions in the economy, conditions, um, health conditions, you know, that they might just be displaced by not their own choice, but by the nature of uh, the world at play. So. Definitely think it's K-shaped recovery, and would love to discuss a little bit more of how we make it into an evenly um, V-shaped recovery. I mean, with the labor force participation rate dropping since like the 1980s, maybe it's not even a K-shaped recovery at all. Maybe we're just going into you know a nice down, <laughs> you know, down to the toilets type of recovery, and you know we just can't p- pick back up, but. That's doubtful. Um, <laughs> but in case shape recovery is interesting, I don't think I've ever heard that d- description before. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to and some data sets that you're looking at in, in 2021? 
how do residential sales uh, look in quarter one, maybe quarter two of 2021? Residential sales have been a little interesting. Uh, you'd expect a lot of these home prices start taking a big dip as this recession happens, but actually, because of lack of supply, a lot of home prices have been going up recently. Going into 2021, it's really going to be interesting to see how the supply holds up as a lot of these CARES Act and mortgage forbearance issues start going away. Just to see if we really do see like a large flood of homes onto the market, and if that really does have a large impact on you know home prices and like the, a lot of investability that you have available. Sure. Now, that really does start going into it. You know, a lot of people aren't really anticipating that much of a disruption in the mortgage market because a lot of these loan restrictions have actually become tighter. However, going into the corporate market with a lot of these, we have larger portfolios, and with retail and commercial buildings really just taking a hit during 2020, we're really gonna see the the impacts on some of these corporate bonds after the 2021 and taxes are getting paid and you know everyone starts reanalyzing their leases and if it's really a viable decision to move into a nice big office. Definitely, with higher debt levels, um, we've actually seen a higher delinquency rate, which is, uh, you know, through the COVID-19 pandemic. And higher still expected in 2021. And a higher still expected to be uh, coming delinquent in, in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, people looking to restructure their debt, uh, companies looking to restructure their debt, um, or even take on more debt to kind of push themselves out uh, further into the future yep. and buy themselves, you know, a little practically buy, buy themselves time, right, yep. for them to get, you know, more set on their feet through the pandemic um, and and be have the available uh, free cash flow as, as well as debt service coverage that they might have once had but were uh, pushed to not have through, through this pandemic. Um, yeah, another thing that's interesting is some of these companies that might not necessarily have ever have had the financials to support the debt services that they are issuing. Um, and, and you know what some you know financial experts and, and economists are calling now zombie companies mm. because they don't actually have you know a, a profit that they're generating, a product that has been you know tested in the market and put out there. Um, for a longer term, or uh, than than what they what they've existed as, um, so they, they really don't have much of a justification for these debt levels that they're taking on. Um, so just kind of walking around with high debt levels, not proving themselves in the marketplace, and we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, I think to summarize, I think what we're saying is, residential is probably going to be a little rocked, but not too bad. But corporate markets is something to really keep an eye on. Definitely, with uh, the highest debt level that we've seen in the corporate markets now hitting $7 trillion, it's very important that people start to keep an eye on that um, and you know start to really track what's going on there. So I really appreciate all of you for sticking with us all through 2020. I really hope that all of you stay with us and continue to build out through 2021. And thank you for sticking with us for this first episode of 2021 the Econ of Everything podcast. We feel, we look forward to filling the world with more informed decision makers like you. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Econ of Everything, no G, the Economics of Everything on Facebook and LinkedIn with a G. Also, you can contact us at the Econ of Everything at gmail.com.
and please give us a like comment review let us know what we could do better if you want someone to come in let do you like these videos literally any tips that you can have tips tricks or advice we would be very appreciative always looking to hear from, more from our audience because ultimately the economics of everything our interest is always in your future value